As Congress is enmeshed in one dramatic crisis after another, another drama began unfolding more than 200 miles away, which could have implications for the Senate. For the first time in nearly four decades, a sitting U.S. senator went on trial for bribery in federal court yesterday. New Jersey Democratic Senator Robert Menendez proclaimed his innocence outside the Newark courthouse before the trial began. I started my public career fighting corruption. That's how I started and I have always acted in accordance with the law. And I believe when all of the facts are known, I will be vindicated. Then he went inside to hear prosecutors call him a corrupt politician who sold his Senate office for a ritzy life he couldn't afford. The senator's attorney did not dispute that Dr. Salman Melgan, who's also on trial, paid for lavish trips for Menendez and gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign donations. But he said the question was why, and the answer was friendship. Joining me are Robert Mintz, head of the White Collar and Government Investigations Practice at McCarter and English and a former federal prosecutor in New Jersey, and Jeffrey Bellin, a professor at William & Mary Law School and a former federal prosecutor in D.C. Jeff, let's start with a brief outline of the case against Menendez. Okay, sure. Uh, so the government has, uh, has to show that there was money exchanged for official acts here, and so, or things of value, and they've got a whole uh, catalog of things of value that went from Dr. Milgan to Senator Menendez. Uh, highlights include uh, like an expensive Paris hotel room, uh, some uh, trips to the Dominican Republic where uh, the doctor had, I guess, a nice villa, uh, and then the, you know some of the eye-catching ones are, are very large, uh, like uh, effectively campaign contributions up to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So that's all the money going to uh, Senator Menendez and things of value. And then the government has a whole bunch of allegations of things that the senator did for Dr. Milgan in that same time period, uh, including uh, intervening on his behalf in a Medicare billing dispute, um, intervening on uh, Dr. Milgan's behalf in uh, like a business deal having to do with the ports in the Dominican Republic, uh, and then arranging uh, or helping to influence the visa application process to help Dr. Milgan's girlfriends uh, get some visas. And so the, the challenge is connecting those things, but they certainly have a, a lot of allegations of gifts uh, and uh, official acts. Bob, Menendez's prominent attorney, Abby Lowell, said that acting out of friendship is not improper, it's not corrupt, and it's certainly not a crime. Tell us what the defense strategy is. Well, the defense is taking the position that the case is really not about what happened, but about why it happened. And so that means for the jury, this is all a question of intent. And what the jurors are really asked to do is get into the mind of both Senator Menendez and Dr. Melgan and explore this relationship and try to determine whether this was a true friendship, that these gifts were simply given out of their uh, affection for one another, or whether there was something more nefarious going on here, whether there really was a quid pro quo relationship where this stream of benefits were bestowed upon Senator Menendez with the expectation by Dr. Melgan that at some point in the future, Senator Menendez would intercede on his behalf to to benefit him financially. So, Jeff, how does the prosecution prove that? Melgan's lawyer said, where's the evidence of why these men did what they did? There's no corrupt agreement. Does the prosecution have emails or anything substantial? 
Well, so that's you've, you've hit on the real challenge here. And a lot of times what the prosecution will do is they'll have someone cooperating. So in the uh, trial of Governor McDonnell in Virginia, the uh, prosecution had the person who had allegedly given the corrupt bribes testifying for the prosecution saying, this is why I did it. I did it to get favors from the governor. Uh, in this case, the prosecution does not have that. Uh, and, and it's important to note that the case law and the Supreme Court has mentioned this, that it's not necessary for the prosecution to come forward to the jury and say, here is the explicit agreement between the two parties where Dr. Milligan, in this case, would have said, I'm going to give you this money. In exchange, I want these favors. Uh, the courts recognize that that's unrealistic. And so it's, it's well established that the prosecution can establish the agreement through circumstantial evidence. And there's even a famous piece of the case law that talks about winks and nods. The government can point to kind of uh, unspoken agreement. And so that's what they're going to do here. They're going to try to show that, you know, given the circumstantial evidence, the size of the gifts, the timing of the gifts in comparison to the actions that Senator Menendez uh, allegedly took, and that there isn't another reason for uh, the senator to have done this for someone who's not even a constituent, and hope that the jury will, from all the circumstances, infer an agreement, even if there's not any evidence of an explicit or, or written agreement. That's what members of Congress do. That phrase from Senator Robert Menendez's attorney seems to be at the heart of the defense in the bribery case. I've been talking with Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English, and Jeffrey Bellin, a professor at William & Mary Law School, about the case. Bob, Lowell said that Menendez helped Melgan by talking to bureaucrats, senators, and a cabinet secretary, but he said none of that was improper because the senator had intervened on behalf of others and he believed in the merits of the policies he was advancing. Is that a believable argument when so much money was involved? Well, one of the central themes of the defense is going to be what I would call sort of the public policy defense. What they're trying to do is to convince jurors that the actions that were taken were not really driven by Senator Menendez's intent to benefit his friend, Dr. Melgan, but involved these larger policy issues such as uh, overbilling by big pharmaceutical companies in connection with the Medicare issue and that the port issue uh, in the Dominican Republic that Senator Menendez got involved with, uh, according to the government, to benefit Dr. Melgan was really a broader national security issue. So if they can convince jurors that these really weren't actions motivated to benefit his friend, then the quid pro quo argument uh, is defeated by them, and they can convince jurors that this is simply a politician who's acting in the public interest and who took actions only because he believed they were the in, in the interest of his constituents. Jeff, the defense attorney, Abby Lowell, is a high-profile defense attorney. He got former Senator John Edwards off on campaign finance violations by arguing the donors put up the money out of personal friendship. Is that sort of echoing what's happening here? Yes, I do think that, that uh, the John Edwards case is, is the closest comparator to this one, particularly if you factor in uh, the defense attorney. Uh, and so, you know, I think that that's the idea. Can you convince the jury that what was going on here was not an exchange of money for official acts, but some other thing? And, you know, obviously jurors are familiar with the reasons that you might give someone money out of friendship uh, or, you know, for other purposes. And if you can fit it into that, uh, then, then you get an acquittal.
Bob, the big question, will Menendez take the stand in his own defense? These jurors are used to hearing Menendez speaking out on issues, and the judge will tell them at the end of the trial not to draw any conclusions if he doesn't. But will they draw them anyway? Well, they'll be instructed, as you said, not to draw that conclusion. Uh, Senator Menendez has been very vocal uh, speaking to the media in his own defense. My guess is in this case we will not see him take the stand because I think the way the defense is laying its case out here, they don't really need his testimony. What they're really trying to argue is that the government has not been able to prove its case, that there's not enough evidence there that shows that the intent here was really a corrupt act and that this really was a case of friendship and gifts being given out of friendship. There's really very little that Senator Menendez can add to that defense, and all it would do would be to give prosecutors the opportunity to run through their prosecution case again and go through in in lurid detail all of these gifts that were given to him. So I don't expect we'll see him testify. Jeff, do you agree? Well, so I mean, this is, I think that Bob made the, the that's the uh, common sense, or let's uh, receive wisdom on this. I think he's laid it out really well. And so uh, I'm, I happen to be in the camp of people that think the jury really wants to hear from the defendant. And, you know, often in cases, uh, defense attorneys are worried about putting a defendant on the stand because they don't know how they'll do in that kind of high-pressure public setting. But here you've got, you know, someone who's made a career out of making big-time uh, speeches and things like that. And so, uh, you know, I think uh, that there's a good argument to put him on the stand. Everything Bob said is right, though, and that's what you'd hear from most uh, most attorneys. Um, the, so, the, the, you know, the question, then the other piece of this that's kind of interesting to think about is that you could have made the same argument I just made about John Edwards. I mean, who would be better to put on the stand than him? And Abby Lowell won that case without putting him on the stand. So I think Bob is right, uh, probably, even though my leanings are to put, uh, that, it, that I would put Menendez on the stand. Bob, New Jersey's other senator, Cory Booker, who has been supportive of Menendez, came the first day of uh, trial and sat behind him. Does that visual do anything for jurors? Well, I think it's helpful to the defense. It shows that uh, Senator Booker, who's popular in New Jersey, is supporting his uh, fellow senator. Um, But by the time this case goes to the jury, I think the fact that Senator Menendez was there for the opening statements is going to be something that they will have long forgotten. I think in many ways, the most difficult issue here for the defense is going to be to deal with these lavish gifts, because every person on that jury is going to think to themselves, I have friends, but I don't have any friends who have given me the type of gifts here that were bestowed upon Senator Menendez. And that is going to be the hurdle that the defense is going to have to overcome if they're going to get an acquittal here. Well, last question, about 30 seconds. Which side would you rather be on if you were the defense or the prosecution, if you were in court, Jeff? I, I, I'm not going to answer that question. I know that, that uh, that's, that's a, a good question. It's and my favorite question. If I were the host, I would ask. But if I'm the guest, I'm not answering. I'll tell you uh, after the jury returns its verdict. Are, Bob, do you want to take a, take a stroll down the lane there? You know, I think this is I think this is a good case for both sides. You know, as a defense lawyer, there's some good issues here. They've got some good facts and they've got some great legal issues to deal with on appeal, even if they lose here at the trial level. 
All right. Thank you both for being on Bloomberg Law, even though you didn't answer my favorite question. That's Bob Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English, and Jeffrey Bell, and he is a professor at William & Mary Law School. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, Democratic attorneys general begin their legal attack on President Trump's end of the DACA program. What are the odds of success? And we'll go live to the Rose Garden where President Donald Trump is going to be appearing with the emir of Kuwait. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.